Sangram here, welcome to another Office Hours. We typically try to do Office Hours every Friday, but today is very special. So welcome who just joined, and for the folks, you might be seeing a, a, another imagery to the right, which is uh, my second book, ABM is B2B. So we just launched that today. High five to all of you just who have been just helping us get this out, but, but I'm just super pumped. Here is kind of the official first copy of it. Um, just want to say thanks to everybody for helping put this together in the next few weeks you will hear us talking about many of the things in the book and the customers the companies the stories that this book has so today we'll just spend time talking about what's in the book and what's interesting about some of the ideas that came out of the book so again uh, I want to say thank you so much to the entire community the flip my phone community and folks who have been practicing and thinking about ABM so the a lot of you probably already know I wrote the very first book on account-based marketing in 2015, uh, early 2016. That was the very first book on account-based marketing. At that time, I'll be perfectly honest, I had no idea what, what ABM really truly is today, right? Like if you think about ABM in 2015, 2016, it's just a cool idea, right? It's about, oh, let's flip the funnel, let's start with the best accounts, let's just do all these things. Sounds good, means good, smart at the end of the day, but we really didn't know if actually practically how to do that because all the tools, the technology, the strategies were still lead focused and it's they are still today. So one of the biggest revelations as we started to write this book four years later with my co-founder Eric Spat, we found, we, we came up with 21 different lessons that we learned in the last four years, 21 different lessons we learned in the last four years. And of those 21 different lessons, we came down to eight lessons and said, all right, these eight lessons are the best lessons that we have learned ourselves through our own implementation of account-based marketing practices at Terminus with hundreds and hundreds of customers that we have. And then just the, the whole Flip My Funnel community, all the things that we have learned, here are the eight lessons. And of the one lesson that stood out every single time, and I kid you not, that was this idea that ABM is actually B2B. ABM is actually B2B. As a matter of fact, a few days ago, I had this thing going on, hey, whoever says ABM is dot, 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 just finish this sentence just to get a gauge on it. There are close to 100,000 views on that post saying what they think, what ABM is it, from human to technology to B2B to uh, laser focus to all kinds of things. And the point just is that, wow, ABM is so much bigger. So the whole point is, when we wrote the very first book on account-based marketing, we did not know that ABM actually is so much more bigger than what we thought. Uh, most of you probably know I ran marketing at Pardot. We went through the acquisition of Exact Target. Then we were at Salesforce. Um, I looked at how the world was from a lens of the most iconic brand, Salesforce. And when I came to Terminus as a co-founder, we, we started to look at account-based marketing as a better way to do acquisition, better way to go after the right companies. But the best companies that we, and you will see that, there are like six different stories in this book, the best companies are actually doing ABM not just for acquisition, but also for pipeline velocity and customer marketing. That's why the name of the book is ABM is B2B, which means that it's probably gonna be a New York bestseller for the people who can't sleep 
because nobody knows what ABM and B2B is if you're not in the small pond that we all live in. So I, I feel like we, we just didn't want to create anything, but just have to be very clear. We wrote the first book on ABM and this book is way more. It's our learning that it has gone beyond just imagination. So hope hope you guys are excited about it. I think it's, it's, it's for ready to pre-order on Amazon. And we also started a group called Flip My Funnel Community. So you can check it on LinkedIn. I think it's in the um, in the description for this where you can just click and join the group. It's invite only uh, and it's all about just learning and sharing best practices around accountants marketing. So, so I'm gonna share some of the lessons from here and feel free to ask questions about the book process or the topics and I'll, I'll just start answering some of those questions. So the first one, you'll be excited about this. The first one is this why b2b marketing sucks i got a lot of flack for that uh, from a lot of people like hey no our marketing program is awesome we do really cool stuff i'm like okay well, what do you really do data sheets case studies workbooks like it kind of is stuffy right and even though we do that it's it's not press releases maybe so all these things are kind of important parts of it but honestly it makes it kind of yucky and sucks like boring it, there's actually a whole section how to go from boring to boring b2b right from boring to boring to bonus to bonus right so the whole idea is that how do we change that so the, the of the eight lessons that we talked about before when if you're joining in right now again thank you welcome uh we have this special episode on abms b2b uh, book that we just launched today. So we're not doing a press release on it. We're just announcing right here on LinkedIn. So you might be the first person um, listening to this. So, so that's pretty cool. But here are the, the seven lessons of the eight lessons we talked about. And one of the lessons in here is this. Some accounts deserve champagne, others sparkling water. Let me say it again. Some accounts that you're going after today in your business deserve champagne and some sparkling water and that is probably one of the hardest lesson to learn and here's why the reason it's hard is because we are now in tune of treating everybody the same we send email blast to everybody we send and our our, our personalization is like hello sangram or hello mr sangram then you know that it's from another country right like that's the level of personalization we do but it goes the same email all these people that are in your database and that's pretty much it and we have gone through and then all of them go to the same nurture program at the same time and it's called automation and that's why the open rate and click-through rate are bad right so the, so the whole point of account based if you're doing a company strategy is this some accounts you have to treat them like champagne like with champagne like for example if it's a million dollar deal if it is a very strategic deal that you're trying to close if it is an enterprise deal that requires so many people in the decision-making process, if it is one of the iconic brands that you want so that you'll get more companies like that after you have that, you are treating them differently at the executive level. Why not also treat them differently at the marketing and sales level? Which means you might be doing an ebook, the same thing that we all know how to do it, for that one company. One company and that's it. You might be doing an event in their location with just that one company. You don't need 100 comp or 100 people at that event, you just need that one company to come to that dinner so that you can have that conversation with them so you bring the peers in so that they attend that. So all that I thought is that 
it is we are all on the journey of like automating automating fast fast let's just send it to more people and creating the nurture program but what's really happening what people really need is this engaging realization of like we need to go one-on-one and people really really appreciate that so one of the biggest lessons, and we have stories from all over the fence and the whole stories around some accounts deserve champagne and some some accounts deserve sparkling water so hopefully you enjoyed that specific one of them so all right let's look at some of the questions we got going on <coughs> excuse me oh we got john um john hey man hey great seeing you last week when you were here in atlanta it was it was a lot of fun uh with the title like abm is b2b you're doing an awesome job of telling our space um you know this is category design at its best dude thank you so much we we jumped into this whole idea of account based on remember uh, in 2015, uh, if you look at Google Alerts, they're probably a blip or something like that. Um, not many people, but right now there are over 100,000 jobs with job description that has ABM in it. So we feel like we had a fun part to play in that whole process and, and we really, really enjoyed it. All right, uh, Trish, uh, thank you so much. I know Trish is one of the very few people who have actually, I had her read the book before we went to the publishing process and she's one of the very few people who have read the book and have gone through and given given a quote, so it's quote her her quote is going to be in the book, as well as she has given some pointers and examples. So again, Trish, thank you so much. But she does um, the point of like spray and pray. We all talk about that spray and praying and praying, it, it's dead, but we still do that. And the reason we do that is because we just want scale. And if you really look at personalization, it's not going to be at scale. It is actually going to be at one to one level, maybe one to five level if it's in the same industry. But beyond that, I'm not, not sure if it's any more than that. So, <clears throat> oh, William up here, thanks man, uh, talking about the, uh, the review in advance. Again, Bill, really appreciate you kind of taking a look at the, the book before. So we had this book, just so you all, if anybody's joining, we're announcing the book, ABM's B2B Today, our second book, and we had over 40 people review this book even before we sent to publishing. 40 people. So if anybody wants to get into publishing and talk about it, let us know. But we had 40 people, customers, future customers, analysts, um, folks that I knew in the industry. We had 40 people review this book and give commentary before we actually went into the editing process of the book. We really cared so much about the content. It's not, it's not a big book. It's literally, you can see like 150 pages, but it's literally, it, we, we're not talking about why ABM in this book, just so everybody knows. It is not why ABM is an important book at all. It is a book that you can go to your CMO or CEO and say, here's how we do it across the go-to-market team. Marketing, sales, and customer success. So I wanna make sure that everybody knows this is not a why. If you wanna look at why ABM, you can go look at the last book we wrote or there are many books on ABM. This is about how to do it and stories of companies that actually have done it um, over here. All right, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, we have, um, I remember, um, who's that? Oh, uh, folks also talking about the, the course, that we have a LinkedIn course uh, as well on account-based marketing, which actually includes some of it. So let me go over one other idea that we have in the book that I think people should really pay attention to, and that might just completely change the way you do account-based. So first of all, we do say ABM is B2B, right? And in many ways, I think by calling it ABM, we did a disservice to the entire industry. Here's why. Then you say account-based marketing, we mean a lot of people look at it like, oh, it's a marketing's job. 
there's not a single company we've interviewed over 300 400 companies to get to the six stories that we got to this not a single company has been successful without having marketing and sales acting as one team i'm not talking about alignment we're very clear alignment is like hey i i hand over a lead to you and then you go follow up on that lead that's like building alignment through uh, like processes and things like that no 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 I'm talking about companies who actually operate as one team, which means marketing and sales together have the same goal and they're not trying to look at how many leads you gave me, they're looking at how do we drive our pipeline and revenue. So of these three, 400 companies that we've talked to, the six stories that we have in the book, each one of them has this one common thing, sales and marketing acting as one team. And they have all, in some way, shape or form, leveraged this idea, we call it the team framework, which is target, engage, activate, and measure. Let me say again. Target, engage, activate, and measure. If you think about it, it's T-E-A-M, target, engage, activate, and measure. And what it does is it takes away this anxiety around, oh, it's a marketing job versus a sales job. You know, it's, it's a combination of marketing and sales coming together. So by calling it a team strategy meeting, you might just save the hard deck of explaining as a marketer, oh, what does ABM mean? hey this is a team framework a team process we need to drive revenue together as a team so that's the idea no question that's we have a Caitlin. question hey <laughs> <laughs> all right so megan is asking who won the three copy <laughs> <laughs> all right so megan you are one of the folks who did win the copy because you have uh, been super engaged and, and super appreciated and you did have abm in there so um, Megan, we need to just make an out. We need to send a copy to Megan. Just DM me your address and we'll send it to you. Uh, another one is Bruce, um, has been super engaged in the community. Please, you know, if you guys get a chance, join the Flip My Funnel community on LinkedIn. That's where we're doing a lot of these things. Um, so, two of them. Um, and then I think it was uh, Go Up. Um, we had, well, Trish already has the copy of it. Uh, oh, John. Uh, John is the third one who actually got in. So, I gave a physical copy to John because he was here and we were talking about this thing. So um, so all three of you guys get a copy of the book. It will be starts, I think on Amazon, it starts shipping on September 17th, but uh, we will have a few copies of it in August uh, and we'll ship it as soon as we have those copies. So congratulations, thank you so much for joining the whole idea of like, what is ABM? And again, there are around 100,000 views, 100,000 people looking at and trying to figure out what ABM is on LinkedIn. On one thread, that just should tell us that this is not a, if anybody's still wondering why ABM or what is ABM, I would say you guys need to really wake up because ABM is here to stay, but it's really not ABM, it is B2B. That's the point we're trying to make here is that it is your go-to market strategy. It is how companies operate. The future companies are not gonna operate on purely leads, they're gonna operate on accounts that want to drive revenue. So, so I really feel like that that's good. Oh, and there's one more thing. Hold on. Let me. I'm I'm gonna show this so people have it. Um, we I think we were gonna go. I forgot the name, but we also have. This is crazy. ABM is B2B sneakers that we just we just came up with. So we're gonna give away ABM is B2B sneakers after this based on the engagement and conversation. But I'll be wearing this at the conference. We're just so pumped. We're actually putting creating sneakers with ABM's BDB for two reasons. One, it fits on the shoe, so it's kind of cool. And I think sneakers is a new thing, so I'm I'm gonna really go with it. So if you want a sneakers, just ping me and let me know. We'll, we'll probably send something out. All right, 
Um, how do we get it online, the book? Uh, we will have an ebook in the next couple of weeks, so people would be able to download an ebook on um, iTunes and others uh, on Amazon uh, pretty soon, I think in the first week of August. Uh, we haven't done Audible yet, but we're gonna do an ebook, so that will be available on Amazon uh, by first week of August. So thanks for, thanks for asking that question out to the country. All right, Bruce, all right, Bruce uh, is talking about M is for marketing, sales, and customer success, R for revenue. Is that the ABM? M equals R. M equals R. <laughs> Definition, Bruce. You're like meta, man. That's uh, that is cool. That is cool. You already won the book, so I'm I'm sending it uh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> Bill talking about like, it fits the shoe. I mean, it's it's really cool. Like you know, it can fit the shoe, so why not? Here's here's another thing um, I want to point out. One of the people who recommended this book, and we had them review the book and give us a quote, is David Cancel. Um, David Cancel is the CEO of Drift. Most of you guys probably know and here's what he said about ABM and I, I want people to kind of really listen it's in the back of the book um, and we put it it's so good that we felt we should put it on the top uh, on the back of the book it, this is this is his view on it ABM has grown up and account centric thinking is not just a marketer's job but a go-to-market strategy think about it he's the CEO of one of the most it's one of the fastest growing company in the SaaS industry right now you probably are heard or familiar with Drift and he said, ABM has grown up and account-centric thinking is not just a marketer's job, but a go-to-market strategy. This book, uh, the, this book nails this concept, a must-read for all aspiring CEOs. So again, if you're joining in right now, and if, I, if you didn't hear me saying this, we did not write a book, the second book, to talk about why ABM. We feel like that boat has sailed. We don't need to talk about that. This is how to do it, and you can go to your CEO or CMO and say, Here's how we do it. Here are the companies. We have a maturity curve so you can graph and figure out where you are on the maturity curve. Stories of enterprise companies, mid-market and SMB so you can figure out no matter what size company you are or even strategy-wise, if you're focused on acquisition or pipeline velocity or customer marketing, you will find a story in this book. I guarantee you that that fits your company structure and process because we went through like three, 400 companies to come down to like this six stories. And I'm, I'm just super pumped about that. So uh, check it out again. It's on Amazon. All right. We have another question. All right, what we got? <laughs> so the question is from Troy, and he's asking, what deal size does ABM make sense in B2B? For example, in sales development, the LTV has to be 10K plus to make sense for direct sales. All right. So Troy, thank you so much for the question. Thank you, Caitlin, for sharing that. So first of all, if your deal size is less than $50,000, that is one of the most common denominators that I've seen so far. I'm not saying it may not work at all, but if it is less than 50,000, I'd be very surprised if you have a full-blown account-based marketing program. And the reason is, as I said earlier in this, this whole video, if you're gonna do a one-to-one -one campaign, that means one ad, one landing page, one retargeting maybe, one event that specifically goes after that person or that company or that industry, it means that you're gonna focus a lot of resources on that one thing. So you need to have a very good confidence level that you can find success in that. And right now, I was interviewing Andy Paul on, uh, on the Flip My Fun podcast recently, and he said to me something that might help answer this question even more deeply. He said that, hey look, in 2002, 2004, the, the pipeline ratio wasn't like you have to have 5X pipeline in order to close a deal. 
that means you have to have five deals in, hey, we're gonna win one of them. You, you, don't need, you didn't need that in 2000 or early 2000s. You needed one or two deals. That's how the sales teams were focused on in early 2000s. Now, it is 5x. We need five deals in play right now, very close to buying, so that we can have one deal close. That just shows me that we have a poor management, poor way of figuring out which deals are actually in play. We really don't know which deals are gonna close or not. If you need five deals in the final stages of closing and you're hoping that one will close. That's just a bad thing, right? So we have created this process because we have too many that are not actually qualified. So if you're doing ABM, and if you have a $50,000 deal, and if that is that is a large deal for you, some for some it's still small, but for some it might be large, then it makes sense to create all these different pieces and then your win rate should be much higher than that. Your win rate typically, we, we have uh, Jillian from Thompson Riders, they close about 95% win rate. That's that's their win rate, 95%. It's no joke, We she was on the podcast, she's been here, she's speaking at the, uh, at the conference for B2B SMX uh, in Boston uh, in August. 95% win rate. You don't get that if you are not doing a focused account-based program. So, so that thing is really, really important. All right, here's another one from Kriti. Kriti, yeah. <laughs> is there any case how consulting.org can use the ABM concept? All right, so consulting organizations. Yes, just briefly. Well, no, we got was, um, can you repeat the question we'll, in, front of the mic, in front of the microphone? We can repeat the question. So Kriti uh, is asking that, is there any case how consulting organizations can use ABM concept. We have a lot of customers who have agencies running ABM. So that's, a, I just wanna make sure there are two separate ones. Agencies running account-based marketing program for you, that's a separate, so I'll handle that as a secondary question. But if you are a consulting organization, right, which means that you have a services arm is what I'm assuming, not actually a physical SaaS product, then in that case, it will go back to the same two or three things, which is, how, how large is your deal size? And in many cases, it actually might make more sense for your organization to do more upsell, cross-sell. I like to call it upserving, but upserving the existing customers because most consulting companies that I know of typically have 60, 70% of their business coming from 20, 30% of their, their customer base. So if that is the case for you and you're a services arm, I would say it applies even more for you than anybody because your entire bread and butter depends on having a very few customers that are large that are driving majority of the business growth. So I think consulting is totally fair game as long as the deal size is massive for you. All right, Trish again is saying that how about a session on top 10 things to do not goof up on your ABM campaign? Oh, oh, that's a good one, Trish. So one of the things that we have in the book, we, we actually talk about this, is this. Strategy eats tactics for breakfast. And uh, pretty much everybody might, might have heard about that as an idea overall, but here's what I've seen over and over again. Somebody CMO or CEO says, hey, let's do ABM. I'm hearing it about it. I was at this conference, I saw this cool presentation. ABM is the thing, let's go do it, let's go. And then they go in and they have no idea what they do. They go and buy tools, buy products, and they have no idea. I have, I've had terminus customers. We thought, oh my goodness, you are so not ready to do ABM. And I say that because if you don't have your target list of companies to go after, if you don't have sales and marketing alignment, which in my view is one team view where you understand the metrics you wanna measure, 
you don't have your sales alerting process set up in place so they can focus on the accounts so you know what you're measuring which is engagement very different than just pure leads if you don't have those things in place you're gonna fail and I've seen a ton of incredibly smart marketers and salespeople and leaders and organizations fail and say, oh, ABM doesn't work for us. And, and that's where I feel is the goof of happens is jumping in with tactics before strategy. I would say if you want to do ABM, if you're new, if you're new right now, the first time you're thinking about it and you're like, we got to do it, go to the whiteboard. Don't even use a tool. I mean, I'm co-founder of Terminus, I would say, do not start with Terminus. The reason I say that, if you if you don't have the strategy in place, it doesn't make it any sense to have any product whatsoever. As soon as you have your strategy in place, it will be very obvious for you, oh, I'm gonna start scaling these two things, so I need Terminus to do X or a company Y to do Z. But whatever that is, without strategy, it's gonna not be successful. And again, going back to three, 400 companies that we have interviewed, it's it's nowhere close to and none of them without strategy has been able to come to that so that that is that is a really really good question trish all right so we're coming up to like 25 minutes so i wanted to keep it short i want to just announce a few things one is the book so you can go online and take a look at it two is the flip my funnel community uh group on linkedin where we're actually going in deeper in one of these things and the link is right there at the top um, of this thing and again, every Friday, we'll be here around noon or one o'clock and, and sharing some ideas and lessons learned and literally going through the book as a team. So this is our summer read. Thank you so much.